It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. We are so excited to be rolling out another interview from our Project Elite series, our attempt to offer NIL-related opportunities to college tennis athletes across the country. On today's show, you're going to hear from one of the newest members to our Project Elite roster, a graduate student now for the Baylor men's tennis team. You'll know him, of course, from his time as a Cal Berkeley player as well. Of course, I'm referring to Jacob Brum who joins the show today to talk about his decision to head down to Baylor for his final season of college tennis. We talk about his first few weeks in Waco. We talk about the expectations his Baylor men's tennis team has for this 2022 season. Obviously, they're coming off of a year where they made the NCAA final, where they made the national indoor final. And yes, they lose their four, five, and six singles players. Yes, they lose half of that number one doubles team in Connie Franzen, but they bring a ton of talent back to uh, the team here in 2022. And so I wanted to talk to Jacob about that fact, talk to him about what his expectations are for himself in his final year of college tennis. And I have to say, shout out to Jacob Brum. I think all of you listeners are certainly going to enjoy this conversation. There was a candidness to it that I know I always enjoy. I think you listeners will as well. So of course, a thank you to Jacob for taking the time to chat. We are super excited to have him as part of our Crack Rackets team. And of course, as part of Project Elite, all of you listeners can expect to hear more from him throughout the 2021-2022 season. But without further ado, let's get to it. My conversation with the newest member of our Project Elite roster, Baylor graduate student, Jacob Brom. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joining us on the podcast now is our newest athlete as part of our Crack Rackets Project Elite program. Of course, you will know him from his time at the University of California. He will now be joining the Baylor University team for his final season in college tennis. It's Jacob Brum. Jacob, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Uh, thank, thank you for having me. And, uh, you know, your podcast, you're basically the Joe Rogan kind of of college <laughs> tennis, so um so the pleasure is mine being here 
I don't know if I should take that as a compliment, as a diss. I think I will say this. My hair looks more and more like his every time I wear this freaking hat. So I suppose that is an apt comparison, but I appreciate you saying that. Um, And I appreciate all you've done for college tennis. It's people who care about the sport, who bring the passion, make it a lot easier for me to do my job. And obviously makes me super excited to have you uh, join us as part of our Crack Rackets Project Elite team. And there's a lot of different things I want to get into today, but for you in particular and where I like to start with all of our new Project Elite athletes because what we want to do with this platform is provide you guys a chance to, you know, promote the game, talk about the sport, what it's meant to you. And, you know, obviously, uh, as someone who elected to come back, play an additional season, go to Baylor, uh, what has, you know, college tennis meant to you throughout your career? I mean, tennis has pretty much been my, my whole life, um, just like all just like all of us. And um, when when I was in middle school, high school, um, you know, the goal was always you know call tennis, and we looked up to those guys um, playing. And and um, then you know when when you're in it, it's uh, again, it's just just everything. And uh, um, you know, getting the extra COVID year, uh, it was really, I was always going to use the, use it for, for tennis. And, um, you know, it, it, it really means a lot and, uh, just, just have to enjoy everything, you know, enjoy it. Um, you know, while it lasts. Yeah, absolutely. And for people who don't know, you were a blue chip recruit, uh, out of your class, class of 2017, you're a guy who are, who's from California and, you know, again, you talk about looking up to those pl- uh, the players who played college tennis before you. Obviously, there's a lot of good college tennis in California. And so I'm curious because it's different for everyone. Uh, was college tennis something you grew up following, you know, closely, the results? I know I'm trying to think back in that time. If you're a class of 2017 in, cl- you know, obviously the Stevie Johnson era USC teams are right smack dab when you probably started getting into it. You get into those UCLA teams. I'll continue to say that the team that had Clay Thompson, Mark Marcos Giron and Mackie McDonald, that they didn't win the national championship. A healthy Gage Brimer. I would argue that's like the what-if team of the decade. Anyways, that's a tangent for you, not to get into it. But obviously, you had a, a Berkeley team that made the semifinals in 16. You had Andre Gorenson, and I'm, I'm forgetting some names. But uh, JT uh, Nakamura, I want to say. I remember N- the two. Nishimura, JT Nishimura. Nishimura. Philip Bergevi, Lacat. Yeah, exactly. So so you know know the teams that I'm talking about. It was a good era for California college tennis. And then there's Stanford, too. So was that something you're following and going to matches? Yeah, so um, probably my – well, my earliest um, memories of college tennis were from the La Jolla Beach and Tennis Club doubles tournament, like the Pacific Coast doubles, because I played that um, when I was 13, 14, 15 – and uh, it's like anyone can enter those, yeah. like that tournament. And then all the college, UCLA, SC, Stanford, you know, all the best mm-hmm. California schools play it. So, I mean, I mean, so I've been seeing college guys. I mean, back then it was probably like, you know, I don't, I, I remember those SC teams with Stevie and, and Roberto Quiroz and, and all, and those guys um, when I first started playing. And, um, and then it really, I started following it once there's a junior tournament and also a men's open at Ojai. Mm-hmm. And that's where the pack pack 12 was, uh, where it is. And, um, so I just remember seeing, uh, going there when I was in early high school and 
just, you know, epic matches between, uh, you know, all those schools. And then, um, you know, and so by the time I was in high school, I was a full on, full on fan and, uh, and watching, watching everything. And then, and then I started getting recruited and then, you know, time, time flies, time really flies. Yeah, no doubt about that. And, you know, again, the reason I bring it up is because I feel like you don't see enough events and I'm, I'm glad you point out Ojai specifically because Ojai might be the gem on the tennis calendar that not nearly enough people know about. You have sort of the intersection, right? It's high school tennis, junior tennis, the men's open. You've got Pac-12s going on simultaneously. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's one of the cooler events you've got going on in the tennis world. Yeah, I mean, have you ever been to it? Ne- uh, never, but you okay. know, I'm an East Coast kid. I feel like you can see yeah. that on me. Yeah, yeah, but but um, so a lot of people don't talk about it just because it's over in the West Coast. Yeah. Um, you know, but, and then college tennis, you know, people like following the big 12, the SEC, you know, you know, and so, um, it's, uh, it, it's, uh, it, it is an unbelievable event with like over a hundred something years and, um, in the, this tiny cute town, that's so beautiful. And, uh, you know, this, it does, it does need some more respect. It does. It does. Ohio, Ohio needs to be talked about more. Does Jacob sure. Brum have an Ohio title somewhere in the mix, whether at Torrey Pines or just somewhere in the mix? Uh, no. Um, the closest that I came, we were we were in the finals of the Pac-12, yeah. and we were playing SC, and we had beat UCLA the day before. So, and that was a really really tight match, and so that was that's the closest that I've uh. I've come. Mm-hmm. No, I just I think uh, I mean because look, a California high school tennis debate is not one we need to have. I know it gets very very good over there. You've got Uni, you've got Harvard Westlake. All those schools are dominant. Again, this is what if you do my job, you have to know yeah. those facts. So uh, I, yeah. I know the quality is yeah. high. Yeah, Tory. I mean, Tory Pines. I mean, when I played high school tennis, like um, it was the players that were playing were it was pretty wild. I mean, there was. Like the Brandon Holtz, the Connor Hans, Riley Smith, the uh, Michael Janender. Um, I mean, there was there's like there were teams like Torrey Pines, Uni, um, Peninsula. I mean, like all the starters on those teams pretty much played D1. So it was like, I mean, um, unreal. And then even at Torrey Pines, um, uh, so like Taylor Fritz could have played on the team, but he was homeschooled. Uh, Calman Boyd, he did play his freshman year, but so like the team could have been, we could have had uh, like Taylor Fritz, Calman Boyd, Logan Smith, myself, Timothy Saw, um, you know Henry G, uh, and That's then uh, other like uh, and then others that played too college tennis too. So I mean it's it's it, it's SoCal high school tennis is is legitimate. Um, it's, I mean, it's D1. You could bring that yeah. team to a Division One school, and year one they're competing. Year two they might win a national championship. I remember there was a, a uni <laughs> team. So I was class of 2013 in high school, and I think yeah. the uni team was like Gage Brimer at one, and this was pre-ACL injury. Gage at 17 was freaking yeah. unbelievable. Um, yeah. And I think Tyler Liu, who went to Yale, uh, yeah. he was playing yeah. like then, three or something crazy. Yeah, because they had they had like Menachella, Andrew yeah. Dawson, and yeah. Andrew Dawson. I mean, yeah. so it was like they they that that team was 
definitely is definitely an all-time great did um, Fritz play a year I think he, he did he play he, a year he, he no. did yeah he played his freshman year and then but so he's a year ahead of me so mm-hmm. my freshman year um was his sophomore year and by then he was homeschooled and then it was like late into that year that he um just absolutely took off yeah that was junior Wimbledon semis all that stuff yeah. and so no yeah. that's again that team is crazy and that speaks to the high quality tennis year around and so you know again when you're training with those quality of players there are expectations you know you want to pursue perhaps pro tennis at some point or you know even before that you talk about college tennis always being a part of your life what does that you know initial recruiting process look like because another thing we want to do with Project Elite is just to educate all of these prospective athletes parents what that recruiting process looks like and obviously you blue chip top 20 in the nation doors are open for you but you know what does that initial contact process look like and what did the recruiting you know journey look like for you yeah i mean for any um high level player blue chip five star you're gonna be getting lots of calls um right away and um you know i'm gonna say it how it is and I mean, you're getting a lot of calls, but everyone's getting a lot of calls from those same coaches, you know? And so, uh, it definitely, you know, at the, at the start, it's, it was pretty, uh, you know, you feel important and everything. And, uh, but then you go to your friend and you see that you guys got the exact same text from the exact same coach. And so, um, you know, it's, uh, you just have to look out for yourself, uh, in the, in the, in the process. And, uh, um, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're a high level player, um, you're going to be getting a lot of calls just, and, uh, you've got to be polite and, um, and respect their time. And if you're not interested, then, you know, I, I would tell, you know, schools that I'm, not interested i'm looking elsewhere you know and stuff and such so um yeah i mean it was a from being from california is pretty much all those california schools had seen me play for many years mm-hmm. and so um i was kind of leaning more that way but there were a couple of schools um on the east coast that uh i was were in my like top four or five also Mm-hmm. And for you, uh, again, because that is something we hear frequently, and this is not to be disrespectful to any coaches, but all of these coaches, you have to send out a million feelers if you're them because, you know, no two prospects are going to be the same. And, you know, a, a theme I've heard consistently from players is just, you know, ask as many questions as you can, be as talkative as you can, and just, again, you know, try and be as candid with you can as you can and try and get the coaches to be honest with you as well. Like the thing I've heard routinely is that honesty is appreciated above all else. And that sounds kind of, you know, obvious at the same time, to, to your point, it feels like you're going to get sold a bill of goods no matter what. And it's kind of on you to ask the questions to figure out how real everything is. Is that, is that a fair assessment to say, you know, again, ask as many questions as possible. Yeah, I think uh um I think that's important. Uh I think that uh the trust trust is a big one mm-hmm. and um because I mean like I've been around long enough to where I've heard stories both ways of 
coaches kind of breaking that trust and players breaking breaking it in the recruiting process and so you know I've even had my own experiences in the process mm-hmm. and so um like ultimately if I could give just the my looking back like my biggest advice is uh find your school pretty much as fast as possible and lock it in and then you don't have to worry about it and you can um you know so what's what's difficult is when is when you know the 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 player strings along a coach Mm -hmm. you know because they're they really want this other school but then um, they're just delaying things or like the coach is kind of doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so like my biggest thing is like, there's enough great schools out there that, um, just, just, just as ASAP, I mean, not no rush, don't rush your decision, but, but find, find the school and just lock it in. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's my biggest advice. No, I, there's a freedom that comes with that, right? Because once you are committed, the calls stop, and you can just go out and play. Yeah, and and yeah, and and come on, like we all uh, want to. Uh, when we're in high school, we want to go to tournaments wearing our college gear and yeah. stuff for our future <laughs> school, and so it's like just just lock it in, go and wear your you know Cal or Baylor gear. Uh, uh, when when everyone else is still in the process and you're wearing that and then and then the coach then will then commit fully to you and in every tournament he'll watch all your matches and already start that so it's it's um um you know it's it's it, it is at the end of the day honestly it is pretty much first come first serve uh, if if the coach is fully invested in you and, and really wants you. No, that's a fascinating way of putting it, obviously. And, you know, I'm, I'm really curious, and this is where, because, again, I, as much as I do want to talk about your time at Cal, you are now a Baylor Bear. And I feel like the weirdest thing is probably switching from the golden blue of Cal to the green and yellow, whatever colors, of Baylor. That's the weird thing, right, is just the switch in color. You're like, ah, I... I was so used to seeing myself in blue. I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, it's honestly, you're you're so right. Um, <laughs> the first the first couple times, like I saw myself on play site in 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 <laughs> Baylor gear, and like even like putting it on for the first time in the locker room, like because I mean I had played tennis pretty much every day, whether at Cal or at home always in in the same same clothes <laughs> so so as weird as it sounds i mean it it's after going like five years wearing blue and gold every day yeah. like every day every day uh it it, it was it, it was um odd at first you know th- but both schools are bears though yeah. so that is <laughs> So like so like that is one thing like, I got to keep point. the mascot and everything but um yeah I mean um you know and then and then Cal with Under Armour and uh which they they had been getting better like their clothes had been improving every year um and then here's Nike and in my opinion Nike's the Nike's the Nike yeah, yeah exactly. Nike Nike college college tennis gear and Nike's 
pretty sweet. The thing oh. you were most comfortable upgrading was the shoes. We'll put it like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I, yeah. So at Cal, we actually um, had Asics, so we wore Asics shoes, oh, which cool. actually, like, yeah, they, they, they were actually. Um, I'd never worn them before going there, and then I actually fell in love with them, and then, uh, and then, but then the Nikes are all just awesome too. Yeah. Um, so it, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, enough said. I I agree with you there. But all of that is a setup to say, and I appreciate you entertaining that thought because I agree with you. And I'm very fortunate coaches are kind enough to send me gear. And I went to Michigan. I grew up a Michigan fan. And, like, I will put on the Tennessee shirt or whatever. I'm like, huh, like, this is a little strange. Um, Then again, I'm like, orange, you know, this jawline looks good with orange. But um, more broadly, the recruiting process part two. Because, you know, again, you had had success at your time at Cal and just given for so many players, you know, for so many teams right now, you're what they're looking for. Just get me a senior who knows how to operate in the college tennis world. I can throw into my lineup, no problem, and we can just rock and roll. There's a there's a big market for not to use the market term, but there is a big market for that right now at the top of college tennis, particularly given just how deep each and every team at the top seems to be. So for you, recruiting process part two, was it easier this time? And just, you know, ultimately, how do you end up at Baylor? Yeah, so uh, it's funny. The My first few years at Cal, uh, I would talk with my teammates, be like, man, what if, it, um, what if college tennis was like the NBA where you had like free agency <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, we could – you know, request trades or, or whatever, or leave and then go. And like pretty much this extra COVID year is like exactly that. Like we become, we become free agents Mm -hmm. after our four years. And, you know, we, 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 I mean, so, so that's, that, that part's, that part's kind of funny. And, but that's honestly, that's honestly what it is. It's we, um, you first have to go on the transfer portal for, for the schools to, um, to contact you. And now um, that involves telling your coach that you're currently at the school. Mm-hmm. And so um, Peter Wright, the head coach at Cal, um, was fully supportive of all of us um, and our decisions. And so that was, you know, no problem going on the portal because um, – because it, at the end of the day, we just wanted to see what options were out there. You know, we all we all were thinking of potentially staying at Cal, mm-hmm. um, and so um, I went onto the portal uh, before my senior year, so pretty early actually um, to to see. And and then again, it's when you go on the portal, you get a lot of messages right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you should. Um, should respect their the coach's time and um and woodson uh reached out and um and so how i ended up here was really um i didn't have a really relationship with with uh coach woodson um before i mean we had i had my freshman year we played baylor Mm-hmm. And it came down to my match versus Roy Smith, mm-hmm. and uh, for the for the match, and I was down 0-3 in the third, and I came back and won the, mm-hmm. and clinched. And he was Woodson was on my court uh, the whole match, 
And so after that match, um, he would, whenever I would see him at tournaments, he, he, um, would, would go out of his way to talk with me and such. And so, um, and then also my sophomore year, unfortunately, my mom passed away and, uh, he was one of the few people, um, in really college tennis that, uh, talked with me about that because his mom, uh, you know, passed away also his sophomore year. And so really, um, it's just a story of it pays off to be nice to people. And so, so how I ended up at choosing Baylor was because of Michael Woodson Mm -hmm. and, um, learning from my, all my college experiences before is that one of the most, if not the most important thing is, is the head coach at the program you're going to and having a good relationship with him, trusting him. And pretty much all of my um, experiences with uh, coach Woodson um, leading up to that, you know, I, I had, I trusted him and I honestly, I wanted to play for him. Like it was like all my, all my, uh, encounters with him. I just, I wanted to play for him. And, and so that's really why I ended up here. And also, uh, it was, it was a tennis decision too, you know, like when you, when, when you're, when you have the extra year and I wanted to go to the best tennis school as possible, you know, and I could, mm-hmm. I mean, Baylor. I mean, I, I mean, it's pretty much Baylor, right? So, <laughs> no, I'm just so, curious, does he yeah. send you footage of Stokowiak and Furman and just, just like, this is you next year. Like this is you. Yeah. I mean, he, he, not, not, not exactly. He, he loves, he loves, uh, you know, keeping, um, your confidence high, but, but, you stay grounded, you know? And so he, and so, and, 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 and not putting pressure, you know, on yourself. And so, um, but, but yeah, it is, it is funny though, how, uh, you know, Broom and, and Furman and them, um, you know, it's, it's very similar. And, uh, especially, especially, um, I mean, they both, all those guys, they came from great academic schools, um, you know, and, and they, they wanted to, you know, add tenant, you know, uh, you know, they wanted, they wanted a shot at a national championship and that's, that's similar, similar to, to my situation. Yeah, absolutely. And now again, I want to talk about the tennis on campus because you've been there now, what, about a month? Yeah. And so I'm curious, you know, it's a team that brings back pound for pound, maybe the hardest hitting tennis player in the world in Adrian Boitan. I mean, you've got to see it up close now. The ball just freaking explodes off his racket. Finals for him in Champagne. He's coming back and Soto's coming back if he ever gets done practicing with Murray and Sven Law's coming back and obviously you guys bring in yourself and uh you know you bring in a bunch of a bunch of transfers as well. You got guys yeah. like Finn Bass Teddy, coming back. Yeah, exactly. There's Teddy uh Oh, Wampy, Teddy, that's another uh, you know, one. You know, yeah, uh, exactly. Mazzucci been bad so i mean it, it is it is pretty wild yeah and so my question to you is 
talk about the tennis. It's not to say your teams at Cal weren't good because obviously you played with some incredible players while there, but there's a lot of talent. One, th- you know, you could argue one through nine. You've got nine starters on this Baylor roster, maybe more. How's that been acclimating to that environment? Yeah, it's uh, it's great. I mean, <laughs> it is, it is, it's uh, it's great. Um, you know, it's it's wild. Just uh, every every day, you have you have a. Uh, guys that push each other and we all, we all have some similar goals and, um, you know, uh, it's just, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's awesome, you know, and it's, it's, uh, it's awesome. And, uh, you know, it's also though the, the program here, like the professionalism of the, of the program is, is, uh, you know, like what I've, like the biggest takeaway of this first month, you know? And it's like, it's like, it's, I mean, at the end of the day, like my teammates are still, they're friends and they're still just people, you know, but it's, and I had great teammates at Cal, you know, that, that, you know, are my best friends forever now, you know? And so, um, but I've been around and I've enough and I've seen enough programs and I've have friends that, almost all programs to know that uh, it's impossible to have uh, a more professional program than what's here at Baylor. And it's impossible to have more resources than what you have at Baylor. You can, you can be tied. Like a program could be the same (laughs) as here, but it's actually not possible to have more <laughs> and 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 better here like that is fully that is that's not i'm not being biased here that is like five years now in college tennis mm-hmm. um no, so, no, and, so there's there's yeah no sorry to cut you off but to your point to what you're talking about for our listeners who may not be aware brand new locker room unveiled yesterday that thing is beautiful uh you talk about the herd tennis center it's not exactly old by any stretch of the imagination you've got the indoor courts as well you've got you know the tutors if you need them you've got the practice times you've got the coaches you've got the full training center and look and I, there are other to your point there are other schools who certainly do it as well and just because we're not mm-hmm. mentioning them doesn't mean they don't exist but uh uh-huh. for you Again, because to talk about it, because I, I believe you graduated from Berkeley, right? You got your degree, you're, you you know, yeah. and mazel tov to you, uh, as we say in my culture, always a good thing. Uh, but for you to get to just have a year to be essentially, I don't want to say just a pro tennis player, but to get to pursue tennis to the fullest, because that is what this uh, extra year does offer so many of the players who had that year robbed from them. Baylor's in the best position to make the most of that. You're, you know, you're a guy who went to Tunisia for like four months this season. You don't go to Tunisia for four months unless you have some pro tennis aspirations. Baylor helps you pursue those pro tennis aspirations. Yeah, that's that's right. And it's 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 uh it's not yeah it's not just the looks of the facilities and everything too. It's the day to day, like you know, um, structure and professionalism. That's just, I mean, I mean, I trained full time at the USTA uh, in Carson when I was twelve to sixteen or so, and honestly, I don't know if top hundred Americans are have better setups than what we have at Baylor. I mean, it's 
it's it's pretty wild. Yeah. Like it's 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 pretty wild. Um, so you know, and it's exactly what I signed up for and could have hoped for. And so it's uh, you know, it's it's great here. We put on ten pounds of muscles since you moved in. What are we talking? Yeah, uh, the packing on the muscle and losing <laughs> body fat, and and uh, you know, it's just busy training, training all day. It's it's a uh, you know, it's uh, it's a it's a dream to to um, you know, be be a college pro basically. Yeah, if you told me any coach did three minutes of cryotherapy every day, I would say it's Michael Woodson. He just hops in that ice machine. He's just like three minutes blasted and he did it he comes out a new man. But um no, I mean that that's so awesome to hear and again, uh you know the talent on the roster. You've been around teams that have, you know, obviously had success. You've been on teams that have had success. What is the buzz around this team? And we've talked about the talent, but they're coming off of a national, uh, an NCAA final. They're coming off of a Big 12 title. They're coming off of a national indoor final as well. The expectations were set last season. You bring back the top three. You bring in a lot of talent to replace what's lost in, uh, obviously, a bottom three that was arguably, outside of perhaps Florida, the best in the nation you know, what is the buzz? What are the expectations for you guys? What are, you know, the goals you're setting for yourself entering this season? I mean, the, the goal is to, um, to last match, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're coming off the court having won it. Yeah. So that's bottom line. Like, I mean, that's, there's, there's not really much else. Mm-hmm. No, and that's that's what should yeah. be, right, with the amount of talent yeah. you guys have. I mean, you see it in practice without – I mean, you're biased, but I want to hear the bias here. This is why we have Project Elite. How good is this team? Like, you have been around a bunch of teams. You've seen national championship winning teams. This isn't to say Florida isn't also as good, but from a talent perspective, this team has the talent? I mean, I think that uh... – Adrian Boyan has uh, has surprised me a bit, and uh, um, I mean, I knew I knew that he was he was elite, but it really does look like um, he's like elite of the elite. And um, and at Cal, we we were uh, a, a very good team, but we didn't have a number one that would uh you you put him up against against top 10 teams and and you'd pick him you know and so that is that's something that is going to be pretty nice to have honestly here um and so i think that um i think that with 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 how well he's striking the ball right now and then we we know that the depth like you know i think that this is a you know this is this is i can easily see five years from now uh people talking about this team you know how we started out talking about this other team and it's and i think that's 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 the key is that to win to win ncaa titles you need to have you need to have a horse Mm -hmm. and then you need to have uh you know depth yeah. And I think, and I think we have we have a horse and we have depth and you know maybe we honestly you know uh, maybe we have honestly a couple horses you know what I mean so, yeah no that's such a fascinating so. way to put it I mean yeah, yeah. you think back Frisokos 
Go, you know, born a Gojo. That, yeah. Those were the horses. The rest of the team yeah. come along with us. And yeah, that is so yeah. frequently the recipe. And yeah, it's going to be really fun to watch. Now, I am curious from you because you mentioned a fifth year. You're a guy who's seen all in college tennis. That said, do they still make you do some freshman things? Are you picking up the balls? Are you doing any of that? Uh, there's, there's, um, everyone picks up their own balls here. <laughs> everyone picks up their own balls. There's no, there's, we're, we're, uh, yeah, there's no, Zero hazing uh, policy here. Everyone's yeah, but, no, but no freshman. Not hazing, but teasing. Let's let's put it like this. Come yeah. on, is it like you know? It, are there times when you feel like a freshman or no? Like because it is just. I guess that's what I'm really trying to ask. Is yeah, it is a new campus for you. Yeah, I mean, well, in terms of in terms of the school and campus and everything, man, I am complete freshman. I mean, yeah. I'm a, I'm a com- I'm a complete freshman. Uh, and and you know like. The thing is, is that I've I've known and even played some of these guys before. Mm-hmm. Um, so so it's not like they never knew who I was. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I've played Baylor. Like yeah. um, so, um, but um, you know, again, like I'm twenty. I'm about to turn twenty three. You know, <laughs> I'm one of the few. I'm one of the few guys who has a car here. You know, and so so like. You know, when I'm with the guys, I don't I don't feel like a freshman. Um, but that said, have you had to text yeah. Svenlon been like, hey, man, where do I go? Like, I'm a little lost here. Yeah, no, he, he took me to class uh, one day. He pretty much just held <laughs> he pretty much just held my hand all the way to class. Um, and uh, yeah, um, it's it is, uh, you know, Canvas is Canvas is great here. And honestly, and Waco Waco is a. You know, uh, like I, uh, the year leading up to this, you know, I had heard so much from um, just on like social media or hearing people talk about Waco and, mm-hmm. you know, they it, it, it's popular mm-hmm. to diss Waco, <laughs> but, but it's, this is unbiased. Uh, I, there's no difference between Waco and any other, you know, college town in middle America, you know? Yeah. And so, so I honestly, like, I think that, um, you know, and I've been to pretty much all of them. I've been <laughs> to pretty much all of them. And so, so like, I think, um, you know, I, I've been, honestly, I've been impressed with Waco, uh, good, good. Just given, 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 uh, you know, um, you know, what is, what's said, but you no, know, so I'm happy to hear that. And I'm curious, Biggest adjustment is it the food? You know, what's like your life is in California. You're now in Texas. Is it a cuisine shift? Is it a temperature shift? It's hot as hell in Texas. Oh my god. Okay, yeah. So, so <laughs> the the climate is yeah. It's I mean, like I've only ever lived in California. <laughs> like I've I've only ever lived in in Southern California, and then for the last four years the Bay Area. So, like I am. You know, it's pretty through and through Californian, and so, um, you know, so 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 the things right away are like, yeah, weather uh, way better in California, obviously, <laughs> but it is good to train. It's good is it is good to yeah. train in this. Um, second, like the people here are really really nice. Yeah. I mean, like I know that it, it's like the southern kind of hospitality and such, but um, people here are great. Um, Honestly, maybe the average person is actually nicer here than California. 
Um, the, the, the food situation. Um, so the, the dining hall for the athletes here is pretty unreal actually. Mm-hmm. So, so food wise, um, you know, it's, it's pretty, pretty great here. And then, and then it's just about like trying the other restaurants like in Waco. Like I haven't, I haven't tried much, but, um, but so the biggest adjustment maybe, uh, just the weather, but then also like just, they, they, they work us hard, you know, like they, they do, they, they do, they do, they do work us. And, um, but yeah. Yeah. You thought you were in shape and then you showed up and it was the first 107 degree day and you're like, what in the name of Jesus? So I just went on this club tennis. It's really stupid, but I went on this trip with some people I played club tennis with and we were in Miami and like, it's not like I'm training like you, but I like to think I'm still in shape and like, I have never felt like I needed to yak on a court until this weekend where I was like 45 minutes and I was like, oh my God, is it hot? I imagine there was a day or two like that for you. Well, it's just, it's just like the, when it, the ridiculous days, it's just your heart rate just, um, goes, but it's like, it's like everything. It just, um, it just spikes your heart just so, so easily where like, you know, things that, I mean, I just remember one day, like, um, we were hitting outside a bunch and then the next day, uh, like I hit indoors for some reason. And it was like, I, I felt like I was a different person because (laughs) how much, like how much easier everything was. And, and it's just like, um, so it it is, well, it is, it is, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is, it is cooling down, I think. Like I hope, I hope so. It, I, and so I'm looking forward to the uh, the mild mild temperatures. No, that's good. I'm glad to hear. It. But no, I'm I'm glad again to hear your transition is going well. And you know, again for you uh, over the past year and a half, talking about all the frustrations and just you know, again I'm I'm not going to turn this into bash on Cal time and all that because I think that's stupid. And you obviously have fond memories of Cal, but to not be able to finish out that season and just. You know, I'm curious how frustrating that was for you guys, just, you know, given you, you get 2020 stopped by the pandemic and then, okay, we're bringing back 20, you know, tennis in 2021. It's just like, nope, there goes our season. How, I guess the, the real thing is after all of that, how nice is it just to be back on campus competing once again? Is there an added appreciation? Yeah. So I've really only had two years of college tennis. Yeah and uh my freshman sophomore year and then junior year was covid and then this last year is canceled so um it that is that is wild when you think about it and then also um the guys at cal i mean that group of guys uh you know i I hope they tune into this or whatever but (laughs) but they like it it couldn't have been a better group of guys and and uh because we had a really big recruiting class my freshman year and we didn't really get anyone the rest of the years. Mm-hmm. So it was just us seven going through all four years. And, you know, we were the oldest and we felt like we could have had a really good year that this last year, um, you know, was never, wasn't meant to me, wasn't meant to be. And, uh, which is pretty sad, but, um, you know, we all went our separate ways and, you know, we still stay in touch like crazy. And, um, but you know, uh, you know, I'm, I wish COVID had never happened for, for, um, 
for the world, but getting this extra opportunity and to not have, you know, and that's bottom line is to that have my tennis or at least college tennis not end on like how things ended at Cal Mm -hmm. is, you know, just, it's just, I'm just so fortunate and so, and so lucky. And, and so that's, that's the main thing is Mm -hmm. that like, just not in you know, and put in 20 years to tennis, you know, like let's, 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 let's go out on a, on a great note, you know, not, you know, so that's, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I can completely understand that. That's why it's so great to see you at a school where you're enjoying yourself so much. I will say, was it, because your first season was 17-18, right? So 18 would have yeah. been your first. Was The Barretos are in your class? Yeah. So uh, so, so Paul so Paul Barretto is in, is in is my year, and then his brother is a year above. Okay, so did you guys go to Michigan that 2018 fall for the indoors? Yeah. So, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, wait, hold on. It wasn't for indoors. It was just for uh, – Kickoff we, we went and played. Oh, no, no, no. It was, it, was, it was just uh, – it was before – kickoff it was before indoors and we went to play illinois and you guys uh yeah in just 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 two random well, matches. first of all thank you for you guys that smile on my face that makes me very happy that you say it's my team um but i owe i think it was paul bretto an apology I th- i'm pretty sure because that was pre-podcast well it was during but i could be biased in those days and i'm pretty sure he like got he said some mean things to me in the crowd that day and i uh i remember it not i mean i was i mean we i think michigan won the match if memory serves me correctly and yeah, um, you, you you did but but we had like two or three guys like not play that match yeah also true yes and so i just remember uh i remember some frustration on his so i apologize to him uh yeah no he 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 um yeah whatever you were doing to to piss him off it was probably deserved uh yeah he he he, because he was playing miles like yeah yeah and it was it was it was and like i had known miles before and i was like okay like this match could be incredibly you know like intense yeah it's very chirpy and it was like anything you know it was nothing but chirp basically (laughs) like like it was it was like like that that matches and you can imagine the joe rogan of college tennis was gravitated towards that court and so i just plopped myself on court number three right away and i was like I, i remember there were a couple there were a couple videos uh put on twitter of of a couple line calls too yeah it was it was pretty (laughs) it was a fun one for sure that was the early days that was nowadays i feel protective of all of you i'm like i can't be mean to anyone because i like them all but um Mm. that was no that's what makes college tennis so special and you know again uh, a a ton of fun for you uh throughout your time at cal and now uh, obviously here you look forward towards this season at baylor and you know, again, I'm I'm curious for you. Uh, coming into this year, you played a bunch of futures events in Tunisia, and I know there were a bunch of guys out there. I know Alex Kotzen over at Columbia was on that grind. I know Oliver Crawford, former Florida player, was having a ton of success on that grind as well. Uh, what led for you, uh, you know, that decision to go play those events, and ultimately, you know, what did you take away from the experience? Yeah, so, um, like, I went out there twice. Uh, like two different trips. Uh, the first trip was 
uh, in eight, started in April. So it was basically during the college season yeah. when our season had already been been canceled. And just the main thing with my coach, with my coach from home, uh, Scott Kins, uh, he was the volunteer coach at Cal. But basically, like our plan was just to play as much, you know, as many matches as possible. Um, and, you know, just, just play, play live tennis and, um, you know, uh, my other, my only two options really were to play maybe like UTR tournaments, those like UTR things in America or go, um, go kind of play just on the tour and stuff. And so, uh, I had never, like, I never left North America for a tennis tournament. Um, I had never played honestly like that many futures. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had, I had some points just from like one or two tournaments. And so, you know, I went out there and, and it was honestly, it was, it was, a uh, good enough for me to go back a second time. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, I, I, I've now played, uh, um, in like maybe the most hostile environment, you know, ever, uh, out there alone, you know, in, in, a, in Tunisia. And so, um, you know, I've just, um, yeah, I feel like, you know, any, if I, I can't play through a tougher circumstances than what was out there. So like, you know, any, any match for the rest of my life, you know, it's going to be easy compared to out there. So, um, so it's just, just, just a lot of experience and I'm, I'm really match, match tough and, um, you know. Yeah, no. And I, I noticed when you tell people about the trip, do you tell them you beat Matthew Delvadova? Like the, you know, I know you're an NBA fan. Are you like, I beat the Delvadova, not, not a different one? Uh, maybe not. No, <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> no, I, I I don't, but um, that was that was uh, funny though. I'll, I'll, uh, he was out there, and like I, I asked some of the Aussies, like, is he actually like related to that Delvadova? <laughs> and then they were like, they were like, yeah. And then I was like, like damn, I, yeah, no, pretty, 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 pretty cool. I am curious for you, um, you know, again, seeing that level, just the players week in week out. And another guy, I know August Holmgren was out there, and. You know, I've yeah. been taking straw polls of late. Who's going to be the best player in California this season? I'm curious. I'll ask you to put on your pundit hat. There's a lot of August Holmgren nomination because, again, no Cougarman, no uh, – well, maybe Keegan Smith, but you don't know what he's going to look like this season. Yeah, Geller's out there and Ferry's out there and whatever, but a lot of August Holmgren love is perhaps the best college tennis player in California this season. Uh, getting to be out there with those guys, you know, that level of player, what would you learn about your level? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, first you know, on the California uh, question, I'm curious. Yeah. yeah, yeah, well, you know, August and I, we won a Dubs feature out there too. So, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so, um, I mean, he's 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 a great guy. I mean, he's he's even better than his uh, tennis. It's, yeah. it's just how how nice he is as a guy. But um, so. Is is Keegan is Keegan coming back? I think he is going to try and play another season. It's just a question that he's going to try and play. It's just how healthy will he be? All right. Well, Keegan, uh, 
I have no doubt that he's gonna he'll if if Keegan comes back and plays college tennis he'll be a beast yeah. you know uh August Holmgren um I mean he's been putting up he's been putting up some good results even after like uh Tunisia um he's been he's been putting up good results uh I mean like I, I'm, I'm friends with I'm friends with these guys, so I don't want to I don't want to pick one. But Welcome I'll to say, the difficulty. I'll say the king, yeah, well, the, the 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 king of the king of California will be uh, someone from or in San Diego. I say okay. that. Here's like, what I'll my, ask: my, my, Will yeah, the best yeah. player be playing for USC or UCLA? USC. Uh, USC or UCLA. Yeah, will the best player be on one of those two rosters? Is it just, I guess it's, that's, because I feel like it might not be this year. That's really the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, 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 no, I I hear you. Uh, If I... No comment? If I I I had to, if if I had to, if I had to say, like if I had to say, Mm -hmm. I would go with the field. Okay, that's that's yeah, the answer. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, yeah no, I would, it's I would go. I would go with the field. Of course, the Jongs, another good one over at Pepperdine. There's a ton of talented players across California, and so you know, up and down the board. Uh, again, uh, you know, it should just be fun to watch, and I just like to instigate. But now, yeah, I agree. It's hard when like you try and make a national championship prediction, and then you have coaches coming up to you saying, "Hey, we're using your prediction as fire," and I'm like, "Well, that wasn't the point." <laughs> uh, but uh, no, for you. To get a win, uh, you know, you win a Futures title. As you mentioned, you and August mm-hmm. get the title. I want to say it was in early July, and, you know, you get a win. I think it was over Rinky, Hitchikata of UNC, and Cody Pearson in the final. And, I don't, uh, you know, for you guys just to get that sort of title run and to put that under your belt, it's got to be a confidence builder. Yeah, and that was that was the first time that August and I had, you know, ever played together. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean uh, – the the level the level out there was uh it was it was pretty good honestly in 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 singles dubs like there were there were a lot of good players but like the the biggest takeaway or I not takeaway I mean I realized this pretty early on while out there it's like man there are just so many great like unreal tennis players in this world mm-hmm. like it's unbelievable um, just you know every country out there has just great players and you know a lot of them like i met a lot of guys out there that um that just play club tennis or just just played money tournaments in italy and stuff and it's just like man like there's just so many good players out here but like again like being able to being able to you know beat beat guys like that and and get like a first professional title um you know, I used to I used to say when I was younger, like, man, if 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 I ever you know got a professional title, like in a, even a future, mm-hmm. like, man, I, I felt like you know my tennis, you know, was kind of worth it. You know, like yeah. like that it it validated you know all the years and being able to have it, and so that was that was cool to do. You know, that was uh, um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's got to feel good going back to campus and being like, well, I have a Futures title. What have you done? And Adrian's like, well, I made a final of Champagne. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, like at, uh, a, a Futures dubs title at Baylor doesn't carry too much yeah, weight. Spat, I mean, yeah, like, Spad and Matias, they're like, we've all been there, please. Like, let's, let's be honest. Like, I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, pretty, yeah, all these, all these guys uh, have, 
have put up some pretty pretty sick stuff that's so. the barrier to entry it's like well so do we like oh cool yeah. welcome to the freaking crew um, no, yeah. that's, that's awesome well again no that's super fun and uh again in that spirit let's have some fun oh i guess i have one last serious question to ask you because you have been a part of college times and then i want to rapid fire down the home stretch ask you about your new teammates but the nil stuff because obviously project elite were able to talk to you throughout the course of the season because of these opportunities created by nil and Look, you've, you know, it's year five for you. Uh, you know the demands of being a student athlete. And, you know, I'm curious, obviously, we, we've talked about them and touched on them throughout the course of this podcast. But to have the, you know, I guess, has being a college tennis player felt like a full-time job? And what does it mean to be able to, I suppose, benefit off of all of the work you've done to, you know, build yourself up as a college tennis player? Yeah, I'd say the first thing is that uh, it's, bit unfair that uh internationals can't can't um use this yet um so i think like putting it out there like whoever like let's please fix that (laughs) um uh but yeah uh college tennis is a full-time job um and you know, people will say, "Oh, but you get a you get a scholarship for it," and so you know, do you should you be able to get paid this and that? Um, I mean, it, it is we just we just sacrifice so much, and you know, our our academics are hurt because of because of our uh, our athletics. Um, you know, we we get physically injured. I mean, because of our sport, um, so. I do think that um, you know it is it, it's the time has come for for this and that's that's uh, I think it's um, yeah it's, it's about time and I do think that uh, you know if if I can use my experience now five years as as a as a D one you know top college athlete that I can um, you know help others or or you know share share my story or give advice or um, you know. That, that uh you know i would enjoy you know enjoy doing that so i think uh, you know i'm gra- i'm grateful that they uh decided to but i still think that it's uh it's unfair for the internationals i think that we've you know that's that's a big thing yeah one imagines an adrian boitan and matthias soto sven la are perfectly positioned to take advantage of this and it's just yeah it's ridiculous that they can't because they are contributing just as much as any you know again it, tennis is is perhaps a bit unique in the fact that there are so many uh, international athletes competing within the sport, but they've meant so much to the game. So I completely agree with you. Their contributions mean as much as anyone else's. And yeah, to whomever fixes those things, can we fix that pretty quick? That feels like an easy yeah. fix. Yeah, that's, a, that's an easy one. But I know a lot of that has to do with immigration status. It's actually, the truth is, it's not an easy fix because it's about sacrificing, you know, your student visa and well, it's yeah, not a student yeah. visa if you're here working. And yeah. Do you want to talk immigration policy? I've got five minutes in me um we'll we'll save that for the next pod but um no again speaking of your teammates though i do want to talk about the new ones at baylor because you've gotten the chance to know them a little bit i want to rapid fire with you down the home stretch uh here my first question would be uh favorite to hit with who's your favorite hitting partner of the new crew at baylor um i would say uh wampi masuchi just is it a grind what are we talking here um, just, he's, he's just, he's just, uh, 
he's just always always down to hit. Yeah, I think that uh, you know some, some you know some 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 guys it's just easier easier to get out there than with others. No, for sure, and it's Juan P. That's what we're going with. Yeah, I like yeah. that. No, that works for sure. All right, um, best to get dinner with. Um, Abby. Yeah, Adrian Adrian Boyton. Yeah, yeah, funny yeah. guy. And he's so funny. Like there's <laughs> there's there there'll be times where at dinner like he'll just look at me and I'll look at him out of nowhere and we will just start dying laughing. And he if he's if he's listening to this, he knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good yeah. to hear. Uh, all right, Messi's yeah. locker. Um Man, maybe uh, either Ethan Musa, who's a freshman of ours, sure. or uh, honestly, maybe no, maybe Addy too. Addy, Addy, Addy will just leave his uh, stuff all on his chair outside, like during the whole day, and I'm I'm right next to him, so I mean I notice it and whatever. But uh, one of those two. Yeah, it makes sense. Also, Boyton Brum. Is it alphabetical? That's how it works. Uh, I don't know because, like, Mati is right next to me, so, <laughs> so like, no. it's like yeah, it's like so. goes Soto Brum, yeah. and I'm in the same I'm in the same locker that Charlie Broom was in last year. Interesting. So like that's that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fun. I, I hear know. by the way, Stokowiak's still sticking around, right? Yeah, he's he's around here. Yeah, yeah he's, doing he's, a... he's yeah he's he's a. Uh, He's still at school, I think. Yeah, doing a little hitting as well. No, I feel like yeah, exactly. Again, I feel like that's got to be fun. Um, just again having everyone around and just continuing to add to the quality of play. And you know, Furman's off coaching Nebraska now, so the coaching tree yeah. continues to expand as well. That's got to be yeah. uh, super fun. But again, yeah, what is weirdest part about transferring to a new school? Is it the clothing? It's it's. Uh, I mean that that the clothing. <laughs> It's small, but it it is pretty strange. But I think it's I think it's um just when you're at a school, you just associate yourself with it, sure. you know. And it's like at no point in my like four years at Cal, like before I was on the portal, did I ever think that I would be at any other school than Cal. Mm-hmm. At no point did I think I would be here at Baylor, you know. And so it's like. It's just you never know what's going to happen in life, and you never know what where where you're going to end up. And um, so, really, like I oftentimes catch myself saying, like, uh, I'll say like Cal Athletics, you know, instead of Baylor, like Athletics, and like I was just, it's just like little things like that. It's like, you know, associating, you know, representing a, a school other than you know, Cal is just funky, so different. Yeah. yeah. So if Cal plays Baylor. National championship in football. Who are you rooting for? Man, uh, I mean, one that that will never happen <laughs> yeah. because uh, uh, Cal Cal is uh, they're Owen they're Owen two already yeah. this year. So, um, but uh, I mean, if I'm if I'm currently a student at Baylor, I'll, I'll have to go with Baylor. It's um, a, it's a, it's a know, win win like, for you. It feels like. Yeah, um, you know, like, but the thing is, is that the starting quarterback's in one of my classes, and he sits right, and he sits, he sits right next to me. So, so I would actually, I'd, I'd go with Baylor. Um, I, I, 
I'm actually, you know, I kind of, I toss with them at least. Yeah, know? I like so, that. It would never happen though. That's funny. Yeah, um, it, it never happened. Yeah, no, not even, not even, not even in my dream could that happen. Yeah, exactly. Just, no, I do. Much. I'm sure there are times when you wait. All right, if they're both playing at noon, who gets the main screen? That's the real question. Yeah, ba- no, that that's easier. That's Baylor. Yeah. <laughs> because I, because I, as, as um, you know, I need to stay up to date on what's happening here. Exactly, stay up to date. It's, it's got to be fun again to hop on campus and just uh, certainly get that experience. And again, uh, we're super excited to have you as part of our Crack Rackets Project Elite program. Hopefully, we'll have the chance to check in with you multiple times throughout the course of the season. I'm hoping to make a Texas run as well, just kind of like swing through yeah. Waco. Uh, well, Austin seems a little far, but like Waco, TCU, do that run. Or maybe it is the Texas, TCU, Baylor run. They're all like within three hours. I don't know. Texas is freaking huge. So, you know, try yeah, and it, it, is, it is. Yeah, you should. Uh, like we're in the middle, like an hour and a half north is TCU, an hour and a half, half south is a uh, is austin and then an hour and a half like uh east is a&m so it's actually it's actually uh not as bad as as you think so waco's the center point that's good and all roads point back to waco's the heart of texas baby right there you spent a lot of time with michael woodson very very clear yeah Yeah, with that answer but uh again we were super excited to get the chance to chat with you i said 30 minutes we've gone the full hour so i appreciate you taking the time Uh, obviously wishing you and your uh, team success and health and yeah again don't be a stranger we uh look forward to having you on the show hopefully a couple of times throughout the course of the year yeah let's do it let's do it looking forward to it awesome well again jacob thank you so much for taking the time and uh yeah i'm sure we will chat with you soon That's right. Sick them, baby. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hope all of you enjoyed my conversation with Baylor graduate student Jacob Brum. Again, a huge thank you to him for taking the time to chat. Very much looking forward to having the opportunity to speak with him throughout the course of the 2021-2022 season. Of course, if you have missed any of our other conversations as part of our Project Elite program, you can find them all on the Cracked Interviews podcast. You can find them all by going to project-elite.com. Of course, we are so thrilled to have Isabel Boulay, Cannon Kingsley from Ohio State, Kawaisi Kenyatta, Hunter Heck from Illinois now, Jacob Brum and Cole Gromley from Baylor as part of our team. But of course, we continue to look to expand as well. So if you are a coach, a player, a prospective donor who is intrigued and interested in getting involved in Project Elite, you can contact us again by going through project-elite.com. You can find all of that information also on our website, crackrackets.com. And of course, again, Be on the lookout for more content through this Project Elite program. We had the chance to speak with Illinois' Kohesi Kenyatta after he and his freshman uh, won an ITF doubles title in Champaign a few weeks ago. If you missed that, that was a bonus episode on the Mini Break podcast. And of course, again, we are so excited to be able to have an inside look at what it takes to be a top-level college tennis player. And so really looking forward to expanding our Project Elite content throughout the course of this offseason and, of course, throughout the course 
course of the 2022, I should say the, the fall season, not the off season, then of course throughout the 2022 dual match season as well. But again, you miss any of those interviews, you can find them all on our website, crackrackets.com. Mini break, great shot podcast, all of the shows rocking and rolling this week. If you missed any of them, Find them all on the website, of course. Like, rate, subscribe, review to each of those shows. Leave a review on iTunes as well. I wouldn't ask if it didn't help us with the sponsors, didn't help us with Tennis Channel, didn't help us with the computer gods who seem to dictate so much of the metrics. So, again, if you don't mind taking the 30 seconds, it would be very, very much appreciated. Of course, as always, a shout-out to our super producers, Max Fliggerner and Daniel Westoff, for the of an any job they do day in, day out. If you need the more immediate updates, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, we are at Crack Rackets. You want to message me directly? I am at Great Shot Pod. With all that said, for our newest Project Elite member, Jacob Brun, our super producers, Fliegner and Westoff, and all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You've been listening to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk to you all soon. Thanks, everyone. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.